Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, soccer fanatics from around the world, welcome to the Kickaboot, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the beautiful game. I'm your host, Michael J. Collins. Joined me is Daniel. You did it better that time. And Ryan Galati. That's oh, my Daniel name, Ramos. everyone. How All you right. doing? And we're thrilled to be your guides to the highs, lows, and everything in between that makes soccer the world's most beloved sport. Now, before we dive into the action-packed episode ahead, let's take a moment to appreciate the electrifying achievement that sent shockwaves through the footballing universe. Yes, Chelsea fans from 10 years ago, your beloved team, Manchester City, the epitome of sheer brilliance, ascended to new heights by conquering the UEFA Champions League and clinching the elusive treble. We'll be delving into the epic triumph, analyzing the key moments, and unraveling the secrets behind their extraordinary success. First, what did you guys think of that final game? Um, first of all, just want to get this out of the way right away. Can anyone tell me why Man City did not get the quadruple? <laughs> all right, I believe it ahead, might have been a, a team called Southampton. All right, thank I'd you. Like now, on to the game. On to the game. Uh, I will give my first thoughts because um, I think, you know, it could be a little bit of a conversation starter. I thought it was one of the sloppier finals I've ever seen in a long time. It was a bad game. Yeah. It was uh, – I didn't watch it live. I had to do a rewatch, and holy crap, was that hard to get through, especially when you know the final outcome. Yes. That was uh, that was That's, a brutal slot. I literally warned you off podcast that yeah. I would just watch highlights. Yeah, it was I mean, really sloppy. As far as excitement goes, pretty exciting game. I think especially near the end, it had a lot of good moments and mm-hmm. like good kind of Champions League moments I'll be looked back on. But as far as like football and quality that you would expect out of a Champions League final – sloppy passes um unnecessary like giveaways unnecessary just like even like the ball just going out of play like on the on the like far touch lines like it was just it was just weird to watch would you guys agree yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm literally a city fan and there were like moments where it was like man this game's not good <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's really tough to like see these teams both not play like to their full potential but also we're got to give credit to inter because their their midfield did a fantastic job i think i think with how ugly that game was i think it went exactly to inter's plan just apart from I agree. yeah i completely 100%. agree like i don't think i was expecting it to be that ugly but if there was one team that wanted it to look that way i think it was inter because it like a lot of it did come from their midfield pressure. A lot of it did come from even their attacking pressure. I mean, Latoro put in a shift for them. I'm not a huge fan of his. I think he's a little overrated. But as far as, like, pressing goes and everything like that, I thought he was, like, pretty excellent. Um, what did you guys think of Lukaku? He's been he's been given a hard time oh, over, man. over... Hey, man, he's a great center months. back just for the <laughs> wrong team. Jeez. I, yeah. Two block shots. That's tough, man. I mean, I, one of them really, he couldn't really do anything about... But Which why one? is he there? And well, both of those shots. He just headed the ball. Yeah, well, I like, guess, like yeah, move, as you headed, you move. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's you're good. a striker in the yeah. Champions League final. Get you out also, of the way. You have to have the awareness that if there's a ball coming from behind you and you're in front of the net, move a little bit. Yeah, you got to Like, it. put you in some kind of effort. Way. And, yeah, like, no, I feel fair. bad for him, too, because, I mean, Inter fans, I'm sure, will remember this. can't remember if it was two years ago or a little or even longer than that. I think it was just two years ago. They played um, Shakhtar in the Champions League group stage game mm-hmm. that could have got them through to the next round of the Champions League, and a ball came off Lukaku's head that was going in. So this is not a first-time occurrence there, for Lukaku. Oh, man. There's this YouTube channel with 4.13 million subscribers, and their title of their video is Lukaku and Man City win the Champions League. Yeah. It, it was not a good look for him. I mean, I don't think it's something that you can hold against his entire career, but 
it's a bad no, thing. No, no, he's still have. great. It's a. Ba- yeah. I don't know if I'd say great. He's good, <laughs> but it's a bad he's a, thing. He's a good striker. He's a great. I would say he's great. He did. He's done wonderful things. Like who else? He was really who good else is interior. great? He who was incredible on Everton. Yeah, but that was like seven years ago. Gee, it's been his, a while. His yeah. run with Inter and Conte was. Really he's good. done. He's done. Yeah, he no, did he's had a great done, season. He's the done past great. Uh, just, two years. He three. unfortunately mm-hmm. has like so many moments that are just like, bad moments. It's very me- memeable moments, yeah. which is which is bad. Um, but end of the day, I like I do think the team that won was the team that technically on paper deserved to win. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, Lukaku got unlucky, but I got it like all credit to Inter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even just Daniel to make it man, there. Yeah, and Daniel as a Man City fan, you guys say like comparing like each each team's kind of season and how they went you have to give inter the credit of saying they put up a valiant valiant fight yeah dude their press was just so good and like it really messed with city's midfield like big yeah. time um like it was like as soon as a player a city player got the ball two midfielders instantly on them like right away and it just messed with them and they couldn't really build up the way that they usually are that the way they're used to so yeah, I'll credit to Inter man. They played. Yeah, great. it almost seemed like a typical Pep in in the Champions League, where as soon as his, his uh, possession based football is figured out, he can't make any adjustments. And it seemed like it was sort of going to go that way again. And but uh, Rodri found the back of the net and a pretty incredible goal. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the finish itself was fantastic. Yeah, it, was great. it was awesome. There's enough movement on it. But I do want to say, I mean, I was watching with you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, like, you never want to see KDB go off. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I thought Foden coming on put a little bit of a wrench in, in Zoggy's plan. Dude, no, I was 100%. just going to say that, bro. Yeah. There was a it lot did of, seem that way. There was it's a lot of what? focus on KDB from that midfield and from that defense and just, no like, doubt. in general, like, kind of surrounding him, making sure that he can't create. I think as soon as Foden came on, there were a few more openings. He caused a lot of problems. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was—I think it may have come down to the fact that once KDB was like off the pitch, some players didn't know to what treat Foden was, yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't. There was. I'm not like. I mean, obviously, I'm not a manager. I can't really like speak on it that tactically. But it seemed like Foden was finding more space than KDB was, and I wonder if that's from a fact that that threat was gone and they didn't treat Foden the same way. Yeah, I agree. Like, I also think Foden just played really good, um, and that's like that's like you mentioned, Mike. It's like uh, where Pep gets in these situations where it's tough for him to adjust. He didn't like really have a choice on this one. No, it's like KDB literally asked to get subbed off, right? Yeah. So, but you could tell something was wrong. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, his quad was like pulled, and then his eye socket was like not in properly or something he had yeah he apparently had an eye socket injury you are clearly not a doctor (laughs) dude yeah clearly i can't (laughs) those those parts are not on the same (laughs) they're not it's two it was two separate things i'll I'll look it up as like i don't know if your eye socket can be out no not out but like (laughs) (laughs) about his eye socket was not Uh, on his leg now I mean, we can circle back to this, but I do just kind of want to mention something just because we're talking about Inter and the way that they played. Um, just a circulating story that came out recently. I do want to mention Nicolo Barella is not a $50 million Absolutely pound player not. with those links to Newcastle that were coming out recently. I think, like, I even said that to some of my, like, other, like, little friend group chats, and we all had the same re- reaction of, like, what the brick? <laughs> um, I can't say the other word. 
Real quick, I'd like to mention the eye socket thing. That was actually from the 2021 finals. <laughs> I just because remember when Rudiger like shouldered him in the face. I saw because it was from a tweet where these guys were like saying like um, that KDB is not a big game player and stuff, which yeah. is a total complete lie. Why? Because he shows up in every game that he plays. What final? He got injured. I don't think you can take away the injury stuff from him. Well, finals are big games. Yeah, I know, but injuries, that's not really like a fair reason to say he doesn't show up because when he's healthy, he does show up. But okay. Anyways, it was under that same one where someone was like an, uh, a, uh, a fractured nose and eye socket and then also a quad. So, anyway, sorry, back to Barella. Yeah. Um, first of all, I will say I think the KDB big game player thing is um, unfortunate to say the least. I don't think there's enough really evidence to say he's not. I don't know. He's n- he doesn't really show up on the international stage either. But neither does Belgium. No, but he showed up in like well, big Premier League. Well, Belgium in the past World Cup, I get, but the one before. Yeah, but I think KEB has always had a problem with that team. I mean, Belgium, really sweet. yeah, yeah, he the does goal- not seem as committed to Belgium as he does. Uh, I mean, City. isn't isn't like the drama that like literally Courtois, the goalkeeper of that club, yeah. like stole his girlfriend yeah, or something sure, in the past? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think there's too much love and um, chemistry in that team, but. Um, yeah, back to the Barella thing. That is, I really like Barella, dude. That is a criminal Such a good player, man. I think he's incredible. To chat about him at a fifty million, like the only how way, old is he? Twenty six. Twenty six. That's a lot of money for for twenty six year old. I mean, twenty six is great. Uh, that's that's your prime, like basically. Prime, but like, but that's an investment amount of money. 50 but dude, mil? fifty million he's though. Worth for, he's million. worth more. I think Barella has at least seven more years in him that are great football. And I think he's now like just scratching the surface. Yeah. I think this helped that fifty million for him. I, I'm I'm pushing at least seventy. Yeah, when I saw that initial reports, especially because Liverpool were linked to that player um, a couple months ago, and when it was fifty mil, what are Liverpool doing? Yeah, how are you not spending that money? Yeah, that's no, what I'm seriously. saying. That's that was my problem with it. I was like, if Newcastle's if that, the yeah, only if that's team, that's the money. Like, part of me was wondering because he's he's an inter. Um, like, he was, like, a boyhood Inter fan, too, in Barella. Like, he's loved blood and sweat for that club. Or club. Club? Ew. Club. Um, that rumor, I'm kind of glad. Sorry, Newcastle fans, but I'm glad it wasn't true just because, like, that would have to mean there's some serious issues at Inter if right after a Champions League final where really you played a great game against the best club in the world that you're getting rid of your – uh, they said he's not for sale. No, he shouldn't. Yeah, I but, mean they have I mean, they have enough going on. They're trying that to get the starting bid is wild. Yeah, like fifty million. Like that's like almost like yeah. that's one of those ones. Like if you're on FIFA career mode and like you offer fifty million, like you get that scene that it's like I've wasted my time, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's like one of those bids. Mm-hmm. I'm like that does not seem right. And like Newcastle. Like, well, I get what Newcastle's trying to do, right? They want to stir the pot, basically. They want to say, okay, this is we're here. We're going to spend money this summer. This is an offer. Yeah. Uh, Mo- Inter did say, you know, he's not for sale, and if he is for sale, it's going to take a lot more money than that. Yeah. I think I think they would wait for at least eighty, and I I think even at that, I think. I don't I mean, even think it's this think summer so. that he goes. No, I think he'd be hes- I think he'd be, they'd be hesitant to sell at any price, just because I mean that guy loves the club more than mm-hmm. anyone they have, but. Um, how long no, has he, he been there? One year, Barella? Yeah, oh, he's been there a time. No, he, I think he just switched. No, he year, came though. from. Was uh, he a academy product? No, no. He came from Fiorentina. No, he came from a smaller Italian club. I can't think of who it is right now. 
uh, Cagliari. 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 Yeah. Cagliari. He came. Yeah, he came he from there, but like four, like three years ago. Inter on loan in 2019, 2020. Yeah, four years ago. He now has 107 appearances. Yeah. Wow. I would Inter. I would argue that he is their best player. I don't know if that's much of an argument, really. I don't think that's like a hot take or anything. I don't think it is either. But like, I think like far and away, I think he's their best player. Yeah, he's a really good player. He's man. incredible. Yeah, he's the heart and soul of that team for and sure. And I think yeah. I think the Champions League promoted that. I think the like the Italian Euros win promoted that. Um, that's why I thought I thought that rumor was a little ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been some other ones that are a bit ludicrous. Well, they don't have. Um, they want to. I, I think they could still compete for the Champions League too, like next season. I don't know if they're going to make it to the finals, but they definitely don't have the backing anymore. Like they don't have the money. They don't like have the Inter. investment. No. No, they're in. I mean, every Italian club I think is in a bit of debt right now, but yeah. they are one of the, the leaders for that. Um, they have their Lukaku thing going on. I hope they're they. Tr- I hope they can keep them. Yeah, but they're apparently Onana might be getting shipped around. Man United. Man um, United is interested. Tr- but then they're trying to get Koulibaly, but then they're getting rid of Skriniar. Well, Chelsea of, doesn't want Koulibaly anymore. I no. don't think, and I don't think Koulibaly wants to stay either. No, there's a lot of shifting going on around at Inter, but I think if they keep their similar ideas, I think they're. I think they're in it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. But um, one other, one, I mean, uh, if, if we're talking about pricing, one thing that confused me, I mean, Jude Bellingham, no matter what the price is to Real Madrid, fantastic deal. Am I bad for saying that Declan Rice possibly going for around the same price is a robbery? A but robbery? A hundred? hundred? Uh, like that's the rumor is that he's, I don't think he's Declan the, is the same value as Jude. I don't think he's even close. Yeah. Um, I think to Arsenal, maybe. Yeah, because well, that's the I, thing. It always to Arsenal, depends but to the club how much do they value that player. I just I don't see how he's that's, incredible. He's no, he's great. Like he's he's a very 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 good defensive midfielder, but like a hundred mil. Bellingham, like, I mean, even on that Borussia team, you put him on West Ham, they're probably finishing higher than what West Ham did. Like he's an actual game changer. Yeah, Declan Rice is an incredible player, and I think it sort of depends on the team who buys him if they value him that much. Was it 80 mil that was offered and they rejected? Uh, yeah, they agreed on personal terms with Arsenal. Like he, him, and Arsenal, their their contract is like they agree completely. It's mm-hmm. just the West Ham rejected the bid. I think it started at 80. It might move to 90 now. Man, From I, what I, I know, I actually think 80 is a fair price. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. I don't think 80 is that bad. I think if if he goes for 80, I'll be like, okay, like obviously it's expensive, but he is Declan Rice going to a team that's pushing for a title based off this past season. Yeah, I don't think there's much wrong with that, but. Like, it's just a ton of money if you're going a hundred on them. Yeah, and like I don't see how that can be considered like an investment either. Like that's a hundred just seems like one of those signings to me that it's either like you get the title or at least like I guess second again, or it's a total fail. I mean, he fits that system so well. Fits he does. Like that's a game changing player for them. And if they can lock up Saka still. They can keep them, which I think they did already. But, I mean, it, th- that team changes completely. Yeah. But, like, uh, you look at a club. We just mentioned, like, Newcastle. Like, Newcastle has apparently come into the summer saying that their budget is set at $75 million. And, like, that's with, like, Saudi crazy money backing. And Arsenal's ready to put 100 mil into Declan Rice when they have – I mean, like, let's face it, they lost – They they didn't – lose the title because they're perfect they lost because they have some holes here and there yeah so to put 100 million into Declan Rice to assume that that's gonna make your title push happen like I don't know it's a lot of money man it is it's Champions League money though but like what else can you do though after that point 
I mean, what else do they need? I would argue they need a lot of. I, I would argue they, they need, need much more, more depth. depth. depth yeah. yeah. Um, I would argue that while it was good this season, I think their defense could still use I work. Think, I think, though, you're thinking it more of a, like a, the Man City type of way where you buy a lot of people. Arsenal have a good academy. Like, people are coming up. They do, but, I mean, like, what are you, what are you, what are you smirking about, Daniel? You have a little smirk. Oh, that was a low-key jab for sure, right? No, 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 I'm serious. Arsenal no, no, no. City definitely has players coming up. In the yeah, 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 no, but Arsenal but is, like, they're built on the fact that those players came up. I get what Mike's saying. So they're not just yeah. trying to, like, City have the money to take a chance and spend yeah, on they, their they're, depth? they're able to, there's no, I feel like not, not a lot jab, of room not for a jab. Okay. Well, I mean, coming well, from my allegiance, there's a reason that we signed quite a few, like, academy players off of City and they got right into our starting 11 and we only signed them for like 9, 10 mil because yeah. City, City does not have the opportunity to put these players right into their 11 where Arsenal does. Yeah, no, you know I, I mean? know what you're saying with like City ha- like can make a purchase and it can go bad and they'll be fine. Arsenal can't really do that right now. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think that like for example, I don't think Gabriel is a starting center back in a Prem winning team. Um, if you start like Kieran Tierney on the left, I don't even know who they really do start on the left. Zinchenko. Like, oh yeah, it is Zinchenko all the time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But even Zinchenko, Zinchenko's really good. But is he your thirty-eight game? Yeah, I think so. I think so. He's incredible. Into that. Yeah, he's I think he's good. really think he good. Is. But I think in that defense, I mean, left back, I guess. I, I don't think know. he's a staple on that team now, man. Yeah, I think he is too. But I just, I especially don't especially for culture and stuff too. Like he's a he's yeah. like a die for the club kind of guy. Like, he, he will love the club that he yeah. plays for. I don't know. I just – I think there's – I think it would also mean a lot to him to beat City next year. Yeah, I like think he so. wants to be involved. He wants to, to build up those players. He wants to be yeah. a leader on that team. He's a really competitive guy, so, yeah, I think – Do you think their attack's good enough? Sorry? Um, good enough? It's I, – I don't – I think Martinelli's in Saka are a little overrated. Well, I don't – I think, think Saka's good. Overrated? I, don't I think, think Martinelli. Overrated. I think, I think Martinelli, Martinelli still needs to prove a, like one more season to me. Yeah, I think yeah. one great season doesn't mean Martinelli's great. I think I need one more great season. Well, speaking of attack, I don't know like how much he'd improve it, but Havertz says yes to Arsenal. Yeah, but that's yeah, too they much also money agreed too. on terms. That's yeah, more, that's too much money though. How much are they asking for? Uh, well, apparently Real Madrid offered fifty and Chelsea. Real Madrid's out face. completely. Really? Real Madrid offered fifty. Yeah, it was like according, sixty or seventy now. According to Fabrizio Romano. Which I oh, I'm on, gonna man. trust. Which is wild. Of Arsenal, Real Madrid, Arsenal signing ninety and seventy million. That's what I'm players. saying. Like that's and, wild. I mean, and Havertz Declan is Rice, not a pure striker. Exactly. No, he's exactly. Declan Rice, man. I get. Havertz, Havertz, I don't really get I, in that system. No, but like, I get the idea that you signed like Gabriel Jesus, who was I guess second fiddle at Man City, but Havertz is not a Gabriel Jesus situation. I I don't think Havertz has shown the finishing required to be. Like I mean, that. clearly. I mean, unless he's in the Champions League final against Manchester City. I, I don't. I don't get how Madrid get laughed out of the room at fifty mil, and Arsenal are still willing to. Yeah, move it's in pretty on crazy. It. They just laughed at that. Well, like, I, I, don't know, I can't say they laughed. I wasn't. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't stare Florentino Perez in the <laughs> face while he offered. You weren't it. there. No, oh, unfortunately not. Yeah, I got. I got the invite and everything. I was. I was ready ah. to bring pizza and stuff. But, ah. Um. No, I think it's. I think it's a little crazy. Um, but I've been proven wrong before, so like I'm not gonna totally bash it yet. But I do think Havertz is not a 70, 80 mil player right now. No, and I don't I, think I, I'm wrong in saying that. No, I don't think you're wrong at all. That's very true. Like, what has he proven with Chelsea in, the, in the Premier League? In the let's not talk about Champions League. Uh, yeah, I think Premier he scored League. a goal. 
Yeah, he yeah, scored League. a pretty cool goal. But like, honestly, like, what has he proven in, in the in the Premier League? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. How can you justify buying a guy? I get like, him in Madrid. Like, for oh, like in the team, like fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I just yeah. I don't see it in Arsenal, and I don't see how that money is justified for mm-hmm. Arsenal. I get him, him in Madrid the same way I get Firmino in the in Madrid. Just as yeah, like you need a false nine. False nine yeah. They don't idea. play pure striker. They yeah, have, they have Vinny. But I think if you have Saka and Martinelli feeding into Havertz, that I doesn't make that sense to me. Yeah, weird. exactly. I think you're those are not having, the type yeah. of players that to do that. I mean, they could be. Yeah, but then what are you gonna? Like, they did find some success. And then if Havertz doesn't work as your striker, what are you gonna do? Like push him back and have him on top of Odegaard? Like that just wastes Odegaard's ability. Like I don't. Like I don't know. With everything on the market, I don't get how they're not going for a, a through and through striker. That's my thing. Yeah, I agree. It's just it's a weird thing to look at. It's a weird thing to consider. It's an odd but, one. Yeah. Uh, hopping back to the Champions League here, Manchester yeah, City. They did win the treble. Yeah. How do did. you guys, uh, as a city fan, tell me your thoughts? Uh, I feel like yeah, I feel like I gotta mention this in the earlier podcast. Like it's just like everything that Pep has with yeah. this project um, that he's worked towards. Like every single player on this team has been handpicked by Pep. Um, it feels like uh, I feel like when you mention City and this team, you just like the first thing you have to mention is Pep. It's just like he's mm-hmm. such an enamoring. Or not Namor. He's such a interesting character, and like, why he's smiling around. With Are that? we getting into the managers chat? Where's well, Pep's let's talk about the okay. team. Yeah, first. We'll, okay. we can talk about Pep's okay. legacy after, but let's let's talk about the team. Uh, you said the first thing you think of when you think of City is Pep. I feel like that's what most. He's like yeah. so famous, like, and he's like, yeah, he's huge. What's the word? He's so polarizing. He's just such a interesting guy, and like, he's obviously tactically brilliant um team building is really good i um, will just say quickly um obviously pep guardiola is not listening to this podcast but <laughs> i do want to give him all the credit in the world because i saw a report come out um that his champions league winning money that he received he gave to like entirely didn't even have a penny of it to himself he gave it all to manchester city staff such as the receptionists and the oh, um, facility cool. workers at manchester city um, so Pep, I know you're not listening. I don't know how to speak Spanish, even though your English is great. Just say gracias. Um, but you, gracias. That is very beautiful of you. Um, it's a great, it's a great, great look for um, someone as rich and great as you. <laughs> yeah, is that a great look for City though? Why is that not? What? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that, that doesn't pay mean that. Th- that doesn't mean Anyways. that the fact that pay your work. Well, I mean, Manchester City was found guilty of pay, uh, paying their employees more money than they were putting on their books, so. I think oh. they do. I think they okay. pay their employees a lot. <laughs> Don't worry. And to be, I mean, that doesn't even that doesn't even have to do with the fact of like whether they're what they're being paid. It's just that he felt yeah, he's it just was necessary. Yeah. Necessary, yeah. Well, I mean, even his wage is probably doubled than what he's. He definitely has yeah. <laughs> said. He Yet has to the be ability. proven, but yes. Well, Mancini's was proven. Money, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, different era though. He has the ability to well, like, give away money like that, but I Mancini think it's still. Was, oh. No, but they were found over a hundred mm. occasions of financial cheating. Allegedly, yes. No, that's for our own. Okay, well, it was proven a hundred and fifteen times. Listen to Malcolm <laughs> on this. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, but it w- they were also charged a hundred and fifteen times for breach of financial fair play rules. Oh, yes, yes Daniel, how are you gonna return? Yes. Technically, no, they, they were, were actually charged. banned from Europe. They actually were charged. Yeah, they were charged one hundred and fifteen times. Say allegedly on that. And oh. in twenty twenty, they were banned from Europe, but they are still playing. So. Yes. 
I mean, I don't know. Dude. When yeah. you say the first thing you think of is Manchester City, I think it's you know the highest uh, wage bill in English football history Daniel, for one year. I mean, like, what can I say? Like, it's. Listen, they cheated their way to a Champions League, but it only took them six years. Well, folks, slight plug. You know, if you have any I, thoughts on the financial <laughs> fair play, uh, please let us know at Twitter at the Kickaboo. Yes. But otherwise, uh, sorry, folks, I fat-fingered and accidentally hit the stop recording button. So we are back to it now. I think it should be all good if there's a little hiccup in the middle there. So sorry for your listening ears. Um, back to the Man City chat, though. Yes, uh, I'm curious. Sorry, I, I don't mean to, to you know, sorry, pile on City in no, there. No, it's, it's fine. I it's mean, fine. they cheated, you know, whatever. Uh, as a Southampton fan, as a neutral <sighs> observer, how do you feel about uh, Manchester City? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah. It's like, just, I want to hear, I know Liverpool obviously hates it. Tell us from Southampton. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't care. That, they're not like rivals, guys. Come on. Uh, for what? We don't uh, care about small trouble? clubs. All right. What's that? The trouble? Yeah, like, yeah, the uh, well, trouble, no, like what what do you think about like City being an oil club? Do you think it takes away from their treble? Um like the well, implications on football? You're all really that stuff. quiet. Me? Oh, I can uh, I feel like I'm talking directly into the mic. Hello. I can up these things at the end. Mike. Okay, okay. Sorry. Hello, can you hear me? Keep it in. Let's keep rolling. We're <laughs> all, all natural. Right, um natural. no, as a, as a neutral fan, um I don't like at the end of the day in this world and age of football I'm sort of past the point. Like, I'm, I'll judge the little oil clubs. I'll judge that kind of thing at the beginning. I'm sort of past the point and over um, holding that against them, like, through their whole entire existence. I just can't do that anymore. Um, and regardless, oil club or not, a treble, uh, any achievement is a remarkable thing. I mean, even a Champions League on its own, looking past the round of 16, looking past the group stage, the semifinal, um, Winning even just one game on the biggest stage of them all, you can spend as much money as you want, but that does not guarantee that one game of football will go your way. Um, so I think there's I don't I don't like I don't think there's too much you can take away. Man City are the treble winners in England this year. Well, I mean tr- England and Europe, I guess. Um, their treble in England would have been if they won the League Cup, which Southampton stopped them from doing. What? Hello, hello, hello. I'll up it. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, technical day for the gigaboo. Um, no, I I don't think I can take much away. I think I would, I think I'm at the point now that I would have the same thoughts if Liverpool did it, than yeah. if Man, well, Man City United did it. soon. Yeah, but um, no, I just mean like I mean like oh, if they the won treble. the Champions League or the treble or whatever. Yeah, like the oil club is like one thing, but it's at the point now that like some of these owners, you don't even need to be a, like an oil club, like. Stan Kroenke, he's the owner of Arsenal, and they're like we said, they're ready to go in a hundred mil on rice and seventy mil on Havertz. I mean, Stan Kroenke did not make his living in oil. Like I think it's it's it, football's a rich sport now. And yeah, it's yeah, but I think you know with Manchester City though they're cheating. Oh They've been no, no, okay, cheating. okay, okay, no, Their those owner are supports state mandated misogyny. Like everybody on that team is knows who. Who they're accepting money from? You can't say anybody deserves. No, those are good that is different. Life. I thought you were just talking about like ownership and kind of. No, I'm just talking about Manchester City yeah. winning the treble. Like, do you? I think it's a complete joke to football. I think it almost ruined the whole. Like, I don't know how we can come on this pod and talk about how Saudi Arabia is destroying football and not talk about how Manchester City ruined. Well, I think the difference is that like England invited that. Yeah, they, they want they wanted outside oh, yeah, investors. Yeah, yeah. It's like. 
like like we said in the last one like this is the where football is always was always going to go on like whether people like it or not i know i just um, think it's gross man well i think i, I don't know how, like, I don't know how like, you can sign a city and not know who you're taking money from like it's disgusting yeah it's i will agree in that sense um the overall yeah, no debating that the overall of landscape it, of the prem and stuff i think was a little prettier to look at like pre saudi sales like, I think looking at even now, if you want to include Newcastle, like, in coming years into, like, the top four clubs. Um, and, I mean, even United having the Qatari people come in and buy their club. Seeing a top four club and knowing they're all owned by just these, like, out-of-continent even, um, like, owners. It is it is an ugly thing. The financial fair play is ugly. Um, like you said, like, little misogyny cases, the mispaying. Well, just human rights in general. Human yeah, rights. There's, there's a lot wrong with it. Your boys um, with someone who just posted a video beheading people, you know, eh, something. Yeah, it's it's an ugly look. Yeah. But if we're just keeping it to football, <laughs> like I don't know how you can look past it. You you can't, but I mean, see, that's always been like a debate with me, is like whether to support someone else. But like I started, I don't know. I just the way I, I started supporting them when I was a kid. Yeah, it was before the takeover. No, it wasn't before the takeover. Oh, it wasn't. But like, I didn't. No one that I talked to like watched the Prem. My family's Italian. Like, they just like Milan. So when I chose City, like, that was just my team. You know, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's an oil club. It was like twelve years old. Well, like, do you? Like, do yeah, you yeah. See but there's been hold on. But there's, sorry, sorry. There's, <laughs> there's been moments where I've legit like debated like, oh, maybe I should just choose like a new team. But like, I've literally been there for like so long. I just don't even know like. I don't know. No, and you guys are kind of right. That's where football is going to go anyway. So if you jump ship, your next team's probably going to get bought out get by bought the same anyways, thing. Exactly. Um, but then, the, but yeah, like I, I don't want, like just because I'm a city fan that like, people think that I look past like the human rights issues and stuff like that. That stuff is is horrible, and there's like legit no excuses for that, in any way. And I mean, like I don't buy city merch because I don't really want to support that stuff. I just watch the games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't do know you say. guys do you guys feel like there's those problems in other leagues though? Because I mean, you even mentioned the Italian league. Um, how much of that is run by the mafia that has people well, killed at every corner? And see, like, they like, introduce Chinese owners that. Well, um, you could say this about anything. Exactly. Like, because I mean, like, I didn't want to like say it because I didn't want to be like whataboutism and stuff. But like, I mean, like, how many of these like American owners are like invested in like weapons companies that we just don't know about, and they're bombing children in the Middle East? Like, yeah. I think money is ugly. Money is ugly. Just taking money from Nike. Like it's just yeah, it's just money is ugly. Yeah, the world is really not like that. Like kind of a place. So this is deep stuff. Yeah, it's getting (laughs) a little deeper than we expected. But remember, we were all like, "Yeah, this podcast can be laughs and football," and now we're like, "Yeah, money is ugly." But I mean, just especially just where sports are in general too. Like if you're taking money from almost any sport equipment. Like, the jersey you wear is probably made in, in a sweatshop that supports the Uyghur genocide. You know, there's yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of issues. But I think just for Man City, the fact that they cheated, this yeah, the, bad well, person cheat, is on right. the helm of this mm-hmm. this uh, glorious thing that happened. Because I, don't, I agree. don't get me wrong. The trouble is an incredible achievement. Like, this is it's a shame, something we haven't seen in so long. Like, only the second team to do it in England since Fergie. Like, that's, that's crazy. Hey, Fergie. No, it's it's a shame when like you 
really look into it because like as far as players and manager and like scouting and stuff goes it's such an achievement that's the thing yeah. like from just like this is the best team in the world yeah it's like, it's almost a shame because like if you look at the pyramid it somehow gets less impressive the higher you go whereas like a pyramid's supposed to have like it's like peak it's kind of the opposite where like the people like the players at the bottom yeah. it's like so impressive oh, the okay, manager it's saying. so impressive the scouting it's so impressive mm-hmm. the football but then you get yeah. farther up and you're like oh like the funding is not impressive yeah. but that's just like every club which is well not every club but I no get, but like, every I every big saying, champions league I get club. What you're saying, yeah even you could you could hop ship and if inter won the champions league you could say the same thing inter does not get all their money from uh, selling dandelions at the street corner. I mean, they don't, they don't have a beautiful way of making money, but no big club does. No. Well, I, I cheer for Southampton. I'm not going to assume that we have like not huge owners and they're European based, but I'm not going to assume that all of them are innocent of everything. No, I don't, I don't think money's innocent, but no, money's uh, innocent. It, Man City's is especially not innocent. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just going to be tougher for teams that aren't owned by these. Oh, 100%. people for the next while. Like, well, that's why the Super League was a conversation, too. Yeah. Because, exactly. I mean, these were all hugely owned clubs. That this was is just like, what's going to happen. Well, I mean, some of those aren't. I think Ted Lasso made fun of uh, made fun of Super League perfectly. What the I don't know if you guys saw. Like, three? Yeah. You know what? Go no, ahead. No, no, no. Honestly, no, no. Spoilers. I won't, no I won't spoil no it, but you'll get to a point where, like, there's a scene that you'll be like, this is kind of funny. This is, like, how I would hope that the Super League chat goes. Well, there's <laughs> also that, too, with, like, Ted Lasso, like, season two was, like, clearly a PR thing for City. Like, how much? Yeah, like, 100%. As much Even as with I, their like, Amazon like documentary, like, I, it's it's funny. Liverpool did one of those for, I think it was HBO and Brendan Rodgers' like, first year, maybe? Um, and then that came out and it was sort of like an embarrassing thing. Like none of the big clubs were ever going to do, uh, have people in their locker rooms again. Mm-hmm. And then Manchester city dropped that and it was really successful. Like I think, uh, the Leafs did it because they, they saw the city one. Arsenal did it. Well, Kyle uh, Dubas is a, is a city fan. Yeah, he's a big so. city guy. Um, Kyle Dubas is a man. Dude, loves yeah. City. Go that's why, he, that's why they made the documentary. Cause he saw it. Yeah. If dude. you're a soccer fan listening, you don't know who Kyle Dubas is. He was the former manager or general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the NHL. Thank you. <laughs> I just I want to make sure I don't know who's listening. I get all excited. Uh, but yeah, and that thing was super successful, and it was a PR stunt. And the same thing with Ted Lasso. Yeah. Let us know where you're listening from on Twitter at the Kick. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um, yeah. Let's get off. Let's get let's, off the. Well, well. Sorry. Stay on City okay, here. Let's. Why don't we talk about who's now. leaving City? Because this is one of one oh, of yeah, okay. the best teams ever constructed. Like this is an incredible team. Yes, from this a is a team that has two starting 11s. <laughs> yeah, like that's wild. Could, purely that both, a both could compete. Yeah. Perspective, like purely footballing, it's like some of the most beautiful football we've ever seen. Yeah, this stuff is on top of that. Are they circumventing the rules? Yes. Are they funneling money off the books? Yes. <laughs> but are they just disgusting? <laughs> very. F- do they pay their players over a billion dollars a year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that's actually, um, I think the book is Soccer Economics. It's called. Where it is, conf- like, I can't remember who the author is, but he basically came to the conclusion that whoever pays the highest wages, not even whoever pays the high- the highest transfer fee. What is that? I don't know. There's a slight beeping, just more technical stuff. Gosh. Um, They're in shambles. It wasn't actually who paid, like, the highest transfers. It's who paid the highest wages that usually won most trophies. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't deny oh, it yeah, at all. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. Oh, let's go. Oh, no, that's a part of Manchester City's It's also a part of every well. other sport. 
Sorry? It's also a part of every other sport. We're Canadian. I mean, in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. That's very true, Jack actually. Eichel just became the first player paid over $10 million a year to win a Stanley Cup. True. And that's been happening. Yeah, I'm not a fan of salary caps, but. That's weird. Um, no, Mara is apparently. Uh, to Saudi. I mean, funnily enough, Hell Saudi owners, not. he must have loved it. Saudi. He's going to Saudi, apparently. No, they're the Dubai. Uh, what? Like city owners? I thought they were Saudi as well. No. No, no UAE. United Arab Emirates. Sorry, I got confused, UAE. I guess. Well, scratch that, everyone. I'm a fraud. Um, <laughs> no, I... Don't worry. Equally as... I'm not going <laughs> to get into my same... Con- <laughs> I'm not going to get into my same conversation as last week about the Saudi League. Um, but all I'll say is that if Mares does, in fact, confirmed, confirmed, confirmed go, which I don't know if it's totally confirmed... Well, apparently... Seems um, to be at the finish line. Yeah, that's going to be a sad sight. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dig it again. It's but the Ronaldo's team, right? Uh, is he going to Ronaldo's? Al Nasser? Oh no, it's uh, Benzema's. No, I gotta look. No, up. I don't I, think I it's. I really had the tweet up not that long ago. I gotta look this up. Um, it was one of them that I heard of. Maybe it's Gerard's. Al Ali. <laughs> also Gerard going. Al- going to Al Ali. Oh yeah. my God, Al Ali is like. Oh, maybe it is Gerard's. Jeez, is Al Ali a Gerard's? Anyway, it's it's. Offering just I don't know if we want to go into the, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know if we want to go into the whole Saudi debate again. But if they lose Mares, I mean that's a tough blow. He was incredible for them. He was part of that Leicester side. I mean, what a great player. He's still really, really good. Like I thought he was going to be great competing. player, man. I, I thought he dude. was going to be competing with Mane and Salah for like best African player of the year every year he, for like a decade. He is one of the players. I'm going to even say in the Premier League as a whole that like technically I like watching probably the most like he's really? oh fun. yeah he's he honestly i agree on the ball, you're talking technically like like no no okay. like technical like on yeah, the ball ability. Ability. on the ball yes. he's incredible oh it's gorgeous uh, and it's fun it's insane. fun to watch it's his touch is insane touch is insane yeah, yeah i love watching Riyad Mahrez, and unfortunately i'm not gonna watch him anymore <laughs> no <'cause laughs> i don't think anyone is guess who's not turning on any of those games that's right me yeah so take your money and shove it sorry that's my last thought on that for this week yeah, so that's a tough loss. Uh, Bernardo Silva apparently talking to PSG. He's been talking to everyone, yes. hasn't he? Hasn't he been talking to like Barca? No, too? but apparently Barca too. But it looks like PSG like for is like they're ongoing talking. Yeah, like Fabrizio himself said it. Yeah. So I feel like they got to be like a long. PSG's box. a weird team. I don't even know what to talk about PSG anymore. Yeah. How does, how does PSG put in this much of a project and not come out with literally anything that they didn't have before? Well, see, that's the the. Manchester City debate is it's the same thing, but they hired the right people. Well, that's yeah, they exactly cheated well, man, to pay man, them, but man, they got the right people. Man City, while cheating, did it right. Compared yeah, to PSG. oh, hundred percent. Yeah, that I mean, that's Pe- the whole Pep thing is like is incredible. Like, I low key like watching PSG fail because it like kind of like shows. my problem with PSG, and I've been shouting it since I've been shouting it since like twenty eighteen, nineteen, whenever it was. PSG to me was never building a squad. PSG was building a group of players. Yeah. Yeah. They just oh they just these buys are good. I'll buy yeah. them. That Not actually sense. people that fit the system and stuff. Like, no, you can't keep firing your manager. You can't keep no. all this changeover. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It's funny because Neymar, Suarez, and Messi was one of the best attacks in the history of football, and Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe <laughs> did not get the job done. No. Like at all. Yeah, and then you tie in the midfield. You tie in just like signing signing Sergio Ramos because he's just Sergio Ramos. Wild. I, I don't even think. He, I, don't, I don't think he cared. No, no I don't think. He cared. Oh, I think him and Messi just did not care to be there, no. man. No, like their best 
time, realistically, it was when like their defense had like Thiago Silva and David Luiz yeah. and stuff like that, and they I didn't agree. take advantage. And now they just started signing names for the sake of signing names, and now they've become somewhat of a joke to say the least. Like, oh, 100%. I think in that that uh, 2020 uh, Champions League, I don't think anybody was rooting for PSG to win that thing. No. Oh, versus Bayern. Versus Bayern, yeah. I don't think I've yeah. ever rooted for PSG to win anything. No. And, like, I love Messi. And I, like, quite frankly, like, I didn't love Neymar at first. I love mm-hmm. Neymar because Neymar, even if he flops around and stuff. Bro, MSN it, is, like, an yeah. all-time three. If, yeah. if Messi and Ronaldo didn't play, I think Neymar would be considered the best player of our generation, no? I don't know. Who would you guys uh, consider? Technically, well, like I said before, like just like as far as ability goes, yes. That's yeah. I, just, I don't know. Who would you have? He's pretty special. I mean, over those guys, who are, like, I don't the know. Best it of our really depends. Of our like, era that we grew up in. Neymar sold his career short, man. He did. Going yeah. to PSG was terrible. It took him way too long to go to Barca. But in terms of like, yeah, talent, technical ability, how good, just how good of a player. I think on are, the ball, he's one of the best I've ever seen. When he's on, like, when he actually cares and tries. Yeah. I think he just. Be- I think he grew into the celebrity lifestyle too much, and mm-hmm. oh, PSG yeah. was a curse. I agree, uh, but I don't know. I think you could probably come up with a good list of people who are better than, I mean, than Neymar yeah. in this era. Yeah. A good list. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people that you can put over him. You think, dude? It's Neymar. Like I'll say, I'm like, a, I'm a massive fan of prime Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's better, I think. Benzema's Gareth Bale, better. Gareth Bale is better. Day, I think is really close. Modric was better. Bale is spectacular. Gareth Bale's another one though that cut his time short. I could name goalies more valuable than Neymar. Neymar. But I just I Courtois. mean Courtois, <laughs> Allison. No, I mean I mean five. like as <laughs> as an attacker, as like the role of Neymar, when Neymar was at his peak and actually cared. Dude, I don't know, man, because we'll never see it though either. Because he had Messi, he was great in Brazil. Yeah, but so is everyone else. <laughs> exactly. So, like, what? How can There's you really? How can we really say Andrick. that? I think he was just all flair. He was really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he was bad. Hey, I'm gonna keep this. That was one of the best three threesomes we've I've ever seen. MSN, bro. <laughs> best threesomes. You, sorry, I can't do it. Um. But I mean, honestly, <laughs> Suarez at Liverpool, Sterling did more than Neymar in that threesome. Whoa, big one, big one. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just ignore that. I'll let you have your thoughts. <laughs> um. One thing I just want to touch on, just because I mentioned it, like you mentioned Neymar during his time at Santos. What do you guys think of, like, every year these, like, star boys coming out of the Brazilian league? Like, just as a short conversation, because I'm just, I'm intrigued and I haven't really oh, had this conversation. I think it's good. Anyway. I think it's one of the only ways that but, those like, do you guys th- can get out of the favelas. Do you think they're that good, though? Like, for example, like, Endrick. Endrick is, like, a, a wonder kid coming through the ranks right I now think that's there's so 16 much, years old. I think there's so much million. competition in in uh, Brazil that, yeah, those players are pro- – that's probably, like, the breeding ground for football, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're competing against the, the best kids probably in the world too. So if you're coming out of that as a superstar, then, yeah, I think you're probably worth a good price tag. I've just mm. – I don't know. I've seen too many, like, flops, and I think that some of the valuations are a bit crazy. I don't know. We've seen a lot of flops, but we've also seen tons and tons of success from it. I mean, Brazilian Weirdly, football not many style is just super fun to watch. I feel like, well, oh, yeah, and that's Brazilian football style. It's like, like the, a bad title for it because yeah. it's such like a fun style. All ISO, watch. all speed, all like pace. I mean, obviously, dribbles. it's like a genuine like life concern, but like it is favela ball, and it's no, like actually, very yeah. fun to watch. <laughs> but like, it's had it sounds bad to call it that, but I also find it kind of funny. That, like, when was the last time that like, you saw like a 
like a super great like defensive prodigy come out of those Brazilian leagues. Like I, I swear, every kid signs up to be like a winger. Marcelo, Casemiro. Well, Casemiro kind of came through like Porto and stuff before he just yeah. like okay. got signed on like a crazy big thing to like a huge European club. True. But that's then like point. these Endricks and stuff, like these sixteen-year-olds are getting man, signed. Man, it's because that's the only way you get noticed, man. You got to be flashy. You got to be I know, fast. It's, it's interesting be though, isn't it? ISO ball. So, so where are you going with this, Ryan? I want, I want to hear. No, I generally just wanted to ask because I just, I, oh, I, lo- I, I, I love it. I think it's good. Sometimes I think it's a little overrated, but I do, I do I th- like I the idea from the smaller leagues and kind of getting, yeah. getting these like little ballers out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because um, we were talking about little transfer sagas and little transfer dramas. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I'm gonna skip past the Mbappe one for a little bit just because that <laughs> has a lot going on. Yes, and we um, kind of touched on PSG already. Since we're a Canadian podcast, I want to touch really quickly on the fact that um, in one of the previous episodes, I mentioned the fact that Canada, as a name of a country, still does not get any respect on the global yes, circuit as far as transfers yeah. go. And Alfonso Davies must have been listening to the Kickaboot because he supported my point, saying that uh, in past times he was rejected by Barcelona. Literally because he's Canadian. Yeah. Does that surprise you at all? And now he's linked to Madrid. No, no but I, you know what? I think this is the generation that's going to change that. I think it's I already think so. it's already changed the way that this country sees soccer, like this national team just making it to the World Cup. I mean, the scenes there, like they're they're wild. They're bigger than a city parade. You know, like it, it's loud. <laughs> yeah, it's two hundred thousand people you're making fun of. Right? Two hundred thousand. I, I like those. Those were made up numbers. No, that's what city's good at. Now. They're <laughs> cheating. They're cheating. They're cheating the parade. Right, a, I'll give you that. that was a good one. Okay. They paid crowds. <laughs> um, honestly, like, I think this Alfonso Davies quote kind of deserves more attention. Can you read it? No, because I don't have it up oh, right now. Okay. Are but you like, in general, no, I mean, just said, yeah. Um, I mean, they saw like, the flag beside his name and said. Yeah, no. but like as I a mean, storyline, speculated too. I don't know if it was confirmed. He just said that he confirmed. thinks that that's what happened. But like as a storyline for Canadian football, I think that's a great thing to latch onto. Dude, I hope he goes to Madrid just to kick Barcelona's ass, Dude, man. That's what I'm saying. And Fon- oh, man, Davies in Madrid just oh, it makes so that much is sense too. Scenes. That I is- love it. Well, Jordi Alba's out the door. You got to welcome in another uh, Jordi Alba. He's uh, he's headed to Inter Miami. I'm not wrong. I know for a fact. I wanna, I'm going to let you search it, and I'm going to stare at your face the whole time. Uh, that's not why I'm oh. confused. Okay. <laughs> what are you confused uh, about? He's a Barcelona guy. But, yeah, I, I think. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, I messed up. I got the team. That was stupid of me. That was really stupid. If you're listening, I'm a fraud once again. This is a double fraud Ryan episode. Um, um, yeah, I really do think this generation is going to be the one to change that. I mean, Kyle Laren killing it in the Liga right now. Who's he playing for again? Is Kyle Aaron? Yeah. Oh, Valladolid. Valladolid. Yeah, right. I like said that wrong. against I'm sorry, Barcelona. I just repeated whatever you said. Yeah, I think it's Valladolid. It's that purple one. I don't know. The purple one. I yeah, cannot exactly. pronounce don't that name. Don't say the purple one. <laughs> um, no, the fans love him. And then you got yeah. Alistair Johnson. He just won the treble with the Celtics. Like, nope. The, wait, nope. The Celtic. Not the Celtics. Celtic. It's Celtic. Huh? It's just Celtic. Celtic. The team is called Celtic. With the, but Celtic, I was like. Celtics. Quick shout out, Max Black. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. For you're still in. Ah, you're still in basketball still mode. Mad. I just recorded a basketball podcast before this. Forgive me, people. No, yeah, yeah Alistair Johnson. Um, I mean, even one of my friends back home that I just mentioned. Um, 
Max, he's like a diehard Celtic fan. Oh, he's gonna roast me. No, no, oh, he will for sure. <laughs> but I was talking to him, and like even he, as a long like lifelong Celtic fan, is so happy with Johnston. Dude, he's such a good player. He's incredible, man. I love him. Yeah, I think he's actually my favorite player to watch on Canada. Him and Ishmael Kone. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a, dude, there's a lot going for Canada right now. Dude, it's an interesting time for us. Which is once again why I think this Davies quote about like Barca rejecting him, I think should be like a boiling point for Cana- like Canadian soccer. As like, you really think they should dig deep into it, eh? I don't think they should dig deep, but I think it's I think it's a good timeline thing to look back on over the years and say like, wow, like. Look how far we've come. Yeah, like Davies is now one of the best fullbacks in the world. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. No, absolutely. Maybe I'm a little biased. Um, and he was once rejected because of a flag with a maple leaf on it Yeah. beside his name. I think that's a beautiful thing to look at. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Agreed? Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Perfect. How, how likely do you think it is that he goes to Madrid, though? Uh, I think I Madrid know. has the potential to do pretty much anything they want. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I think they can right, Who do they have there right now? Camavinga? He's not even a left he back. He doesn't want to play left yeah, back. He does they not have, like left back. Isn't Furlong Mendy in some trouble? Um, <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking of the wrong Mendy. No, I think I think Furlong. <laughs> no, I swear on my life, Furlong has. I don't even think it. I don't even think it's that kind of trouble. But I think Furlong Mendy has something going on. Does he not? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maybe man. <laughs> Hey, oh, hey, it's hey. just a calf injury. That's all I was talking oh, about, wow. by the way. Trouble-wise, I was talking <laughs> about. I was not talking about the Benjamin. <laughs> I was thinking something way worse. No, no, no. I think I said Mendy. You guys started thinking that, but I, th- I thought he was out for like a while. But he's he's had an injury plagued time at Real Madrid. Um, they just Real Madrid just signed Fran Garcia, who's a, I guess, a smaller name, but has worked his way through the Spanish league. Um, I don't think it's that far off to think Davies gets a shot there if they're willing to spend the money. I mean, unfortunately, they just spent 100 mil on um, Jude Bellingham. But I mean, did you say unfortunately? Unfortunately, what do you mean? Did, did I you, say unfortunately? Did you, uh, did, you, did you? Did I say unfortunately? I think so. Because they, they, I don't think that could stop them from signing anyone just because they spent 100 mil. Oh, Real Madrid? Yeah, like no. they can. No, it can't stop them, but it's definitely a playing factor. Yeah. yeah. Even the richest clubs in the world. I don't think they, they want to spend two hundred million. Well, I mean, how much is Davies worth though? 60? I mean, how much did they spend when they bought the that Galactico? Like fifty, sixty. You guys remember the Galactico or whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, transfer era with Madrid? Oh, like Bale and stuff. Yeah, they signed all of them in the same window. That was like close, to like. I don't know, but that seems that seems like a one time. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to doubt that they can spend think, money. I don't think money is stopping them. Um. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. No, but I don't think they want another big, big window. I mean, what else do they need to really bolster? I guess they do want a left back, but Davis is back. not gonna. He's not Declan Rice money. No. Well, he's no. a left back, and he's Canadians. Uh, <laughs> man, after this whole darn conversation, it, darn you're it, saying darn that. It. No, but he's fifty, no, sixty. Fair. I think. Mill. Yeah, I, I'd put him I'd towards 60. sixty. Well, okay. I think we we might be thinking a little biasly here, guys. No, I think Absolutely. I think I think with his accomplishments already in his career, I think sixty's a good mark. Yeah, no, honestly. And he's still young. If he was like twenty eight, I'd be like lower. But sixty at his age, I think is fine. How old is for he? a left back? Twenty one. Uh, no, he's older than that. He's like twenty three. Twenty three, twenty four. No, he's not twenty four. He can't be. Hmm. Twenty three. Twenty two years old. Damn. When's he turning twenty three? 
Uh, he was born two thousand, so he's in November. Okay, the yeah. Galacticos era was not during one window. But I'll oh, read really? you. I'll read you guys okay. the names. So this is from two thousand nine to twenty eighteen. This is the second Galactico area era. The first one had like Beckham and Owen and mm-hmm. Figo and yada. So in two thousand nine, they signed Kaka for sixty seven. Kareem Benzema in two thousand nine, same window, thirty mil. And Cristiano Ronaldo in the same window for ninety four. Chabi Alonso, same window, thirty five. So that's a ton of money. Like that's the window. That's money, that's money. Th- yeah, that's. That's $200, $300 million this summer. Yeah, that's the window. Oh, yeah. this to. No, yeah. And, and transferring it to today's dollars, that's okay. So lot. think about this. Just the next summer, Di Maria, 25, Ozil, 15, Modric, 32. I'm not saying, like, that's not a lot of money. Holy crap, what a signing all three yeah. of those players oh, are yeah, for that money. That's, that's insane. Well, Jeez. Like, I mean, what would that, what do you think those numbers would push? Like, if we oh, were, sorry, Modric was uh, the one after, but if we were same talking vibe. like money nowadays, what would that push up to? Like, uh, what's that in today's market? Um, we'd have to look Oof. that up. Well, I don't know. I'm just. I'm. Oh, you're just, just saying the players, like how much their value? Is. No, no, no. I'm saying like these are euros, not pounds, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I've I I don't really know inflation, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'll I don't f- know. Freaking lo- fifteen right now? I mean, like. <laughs> That's something? like fifty, bro. Oh, actually, that that's high? wild. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you can tell where I'm at. Um, no, you signed Ronaldo for ninety four in two thousand nine. He was like the most expensive player in the world. Like now, yeah. that's gonna be like a hundred and twenty, yeah. thirty, bro. Like, to be fair, ninety four then that's very worth it for what they accomplished. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they got Esco, Bale, Cruz, Rodriguez. We are pushing towards the uh, fifty four minute mark, kind of towards the hour. Um, just. Quickly want to touch on um, keeping it Canadian. Yeah, yeah, Canada's yeah, yeah. game tonight in the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Uh, yeah, by the time you guys listen to this, we'll probably know the results. But that just makes it even more perfect. It makes just it put even a more little perfect. Per- per- little prediction <laughs> in predictions there. In? Uh, um, yeah. So first of all, just with Canada, where they're at. Obviously, the teams left: Canada, Panama, USA, and Mexico. Um, what is a success for Canada? Uh, I mean, it's a winnable competition. But like, is it 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 safe to say that like anything less than winning the whole thing is no slightly disappointing? No, it it'll depend on the U.S. and like Mexico's beatable. I think they probably use lose to the U.S. Um, but uh, it's a winnable competition. So I I don't think this is based on anything. I don't think this is really judging how the team is or how it's going. I don't think so either. I think Canada is in great hands as far as um football goes. Um. I mean, Panama tonight has to be a win. Oh like, yeah, oh, it's, it's a it's a question. complete mismatch. Uh, I know Panama beat them in their last game, but Canada, this squad is just it's not. I it's, think we got like, a different aura around us now. Yeah, than last time. I mean, this is like watching City versus Inter, man. Like, I think teams is, are finally scared. To, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think teams are finally scared. Like not scared, but like they have a worry playing Canada. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is this is also like th- this isn't going to be a close game, by the way. Both of these strikers are in form with uh, David and Laren. Like <laughs> I'm gonna this is uh, this is wild, guys. This this is going to be a scoring match. Uh, speaking of this game let's talk about some bets i'm gonna throw out some bets for tonight Yo. let's see if these predictions come true but my block tonight is to take canada on the money line don't worry if you're listening to this and you haven't made your bet i put this out already on twitter so 
I hope you guys smash those. So, yep, follow the Twitter <laughs> at the kick of food. Yeah, uh, so I got it in at, at uh, mm-hmm. minus one sixty five, and that's actually going up. So you can get these at even better odds. Um, huh? And because I'm saying both these strikers are in form, expect a lot of goals. I'm gonna predict that this is gonna end four nothing, five nothing. You love your four nils, eh? I'm a big four. I, yeah, that was my Champions League <laughs> prediction. <laughs> uh, but yeah, expect a lot of goals, and I think you should take your pick between either a David or a Laren goal. I got Laren in at plus one hundred five, and if you put all of my odds in, I got negative one sixty five plus one twenty four for the over and plus one hundred five. All that as a parlay is plus two seventy seven. So that you guys can make some money, and I think. Those are those are pretty solid bets. If you want to make it a little conservative, go one and a half goals over in the Canada money line. That's probably a safer pick. But if you want to have fun, and if he screws you, feel free to let him hear it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, uh, I think those are great picks. I don't think I can go too much against them. Um, I think I would also take Laren as the goal scorer. I love Jonathan David. I think Laren has the slight more impact in the mm-hmm. Canadian squads, um, just as far as the system's built. If you uh, do like David to score, he's got a bit more juice, but I don't think it's worth it. I think Laren's probably the better man to to take your. Laren just is the. It is a golden. just just pick it pick pick your poison. You got any picks for USA Mexico? Do you? I think you already suggested that you think USA takes them. I think USA is going to take Mexico on that one. Uh, Mexico's sort of in a down spiral in their international career, but I do think they got a lot of good people coming up, and they they will be a more difficult team in the next World Cup window. Obviously, we're both hosting. The next World Cup, so we won't need to really worry about competing against each other. Each other, but after that, there's a lot of young kids coming up to the Mexican national uh, team. I wasn't overly impressed by the squad that um, USA was putting forward. No. So that, I mean, obviously that has to come do with the fact that some players are coming off of their European seasons. Um, You can't expect everyone to want to lace them up right away again and get back out there for the U.S. I think it's a pretty up-in-the-air game. I guess just to be different, I'll go Mexico, and I'm going to give a score of 2-1. I think it'll go 2-1 either way. I think both teams are going to have a hard time defending each other just with the squads that they're putting forward. Um, I mean, USA, like, they have a good squad, but this squad that they have coming right now seems like it's essentially just an MLS American All-Star team with a couple inclusions of, like, Matt Turner and... Um, some others. I just don't think it's impressive enough for me to confidently take them over Mexico. And it's, again, a squad that I think if they progress through to the final and Canada goes as strong as Canada can go, I think I think it's a Canada potential win. That's that's where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, um, you know, I think that this is um, probably its best chance to actually win a trophy. And I think it's going to mean a lot to these players, especially Atiba Hutchinson, who probably his last Didn't international competition that, yeah. like mr canada probably the greatest i think even he confirmed it no yeah he said yeah. after this he, he's the done. greatest international men's player 100 yeah. percent. yeah just just for what he put into the club yeah not, maybe not even canadian <laughs> what is he not no i mean best international player not even oh <laughs> no <laughs> of course he's just boy. he's silly just boy kid. uh but yeah i think you know canada's gonna try really hard um I think it's a perfect opportunity to continue the form they're on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a perfect opportunity to go from the World Cup, where I mean, let's be honest, it was. I don't think we. I don't even think. I don't even know if you can say disappointing because of how strong their group turned out being. Yeah, ended um, up being the group of death, realistically. Yeah, but 100%. It, it was definitely a, a huge 
downwards fall from what everyone like the hype train everyone was on yeah i think this is a very easy way to bring it back up a little bit entering into the time that it's like once again getting towards bigger competitions um i i think it's i think it's canada all the way i think so i think they have the best chance of winning i mean we are so biased i mean like <laughs> honestly bias aside though like canada's probably the best team in CONCACAF. Yeah, you their think? defense just scares me. The defense is yeah. The yeah, defense is we've the got weakest. some more question marks, and it seems we like absolutely do a lot of the other teams might be getting better. Um, but right now, yeah, I think we're the top of the I table. Mean, we have the best player, that's for sure. I think we have the best players. Yeah. Um, but I think that this is an actual chance for Canada to say that you know justify what happened that we were yeah. top of uh, Concacaf and now we can actually win. Yeah. Yeah, just. Defensive question marks are just definitely like the defense is is uh, concerning, but yeah. I mean Ishmael Kone, not not a defender, but I think he likes to play deep. If he comes into his own and yeah. becomes a player that I well, think I mean Eustachio doesn't mind playing deep for the Eustachio doesn't too. yeah he doesn't mind either. The only problem is when you look into the central of the defense. Realistically, who's your best option? Kamal Miller, probably the best. Uh, maybe Vittoria. He's old. I know, but he won't be around for the next one. For the next World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, no, he won't. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying your best option okay, is to I go forward with is Kamal. The I thought you meant for like, the game. Like, I would today. even still say it's Kamal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair. So uh, Mexico, U.S., you guys are picking. Well, I pick Mexico. US. Mexico. one nothing U.S. You want to say one nothing U.S.? Yeah. Oof. It's a lot of injuries on the Mike, States. what are you thinking? Four um, U.S. <laughs> I, like I'm picturing U.S. <laughs> winning, but I think Mexico, like it might be a lot more fans. It's in Vegas, right? Somewhere around there. It's south uh, north of the Mexican border, but south United States. I don't know if it's exactly Vegas. Hmm. Yeah, I think that might change it a bit. Um, I think play. I think a fun one might be to play a draw. I don't think these two teams are gonna go crazy. Can this be a draw? Or is it well, let's go to uh, money a money line draw. So oh, money line. Okay, betting odds. Just go okay. past ninety minutes at a tie. You're uh, but me I'd say bet bet Mexico to score a goal. That's probably my pick. Um, yeah, but I'll take the U.S. I don't know if I'll lock that in, but uh, yeah, it's tonight, right? Yeah, it is at seven uh, o'clock. Seven. PM. Well, the U.S. one's ten. Ten. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, U.S. Uh, Mexico's ten p.m. and yeah. Canada Panama is seven p.m. Well, ten o'clock Eastern time. We're, Eastern time. We're in Ontario, Canada. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap this up with one more thing, guys. Pep Guardiola. Let's oh, make this fast. Uh, Is he the greatest manager of all time? We'll start with the City fan. I think he's definitely top three. That's for sure. Top three? Yeah. Over or uh, who do you have? One, two, three. I would have Pep two. I would have. I mean, three is, like, very debatable. Um, but number one, I, I would still have Saf. As a, as a City fan, I'm still going Saf. I think that his achievements are, like, pretty, like, unimaginable. Um, well, I mean. He brought, like, United, like, they were, like, in a really bad state. There's some managers who were better than him. Than Saf? Yeah. You think how so? Many, how many trophies did he win in his time? Saf? Yeah. Oh, let's look it take up. A, take a quick one there. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Pe- Pep's won everything now. Two trebles. He did it without Messi. Finally, he. Pro- yeah, I mean, I think the biggest debate would be that he has the financial backing, and what could he do without it? That's, but, yeah. but I mean, uh, he's the best checkbook manager I think of all time. I don't think that's debatable. 
He finds players he wants. He adapts them to his system. He's also, like, changed the game in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, you know, so, like like possession-based football, is, it's incredible to watch. It's yeah. really, really fun. Uh, I think that if you – I think his biggest thing was sort of what we touched on earlier, that he kind of disappears in the Champions League just across Europe. He's really good domestically, but uh, once people figure him out, he has a hard time adjusting to things, so that might be his own downfall. But, I mean, yeah, I'd say he's top five for sure at this point. So, Saf has won the most trophies out of any manager ever with 48 titles. Wild. Um, yeah. How many so, years was he in charge? Uh, 27 years at Manchester United. He 48 37 titles. titles, 13 Premier League, uh, two Champions League trophies. Wild. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Mike, does yours look different? Yeah, let's hear yours. Uh, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, you got to put Shankly there. 19 trophies in nine years is pretty wild. Um, but, yeah, honestly, Pep might be passing Sir Alex Ferguson for me at this point. It's funny, though. Pep's, Pep's an odd one because it is, it's so based on what his where he is, you know. Um, he has all the money he can spend, but he spends it wisely. He does. He has a system. He's got a team. It's fun. Uh, I was sort of mentioning this earlier. I think if you asked Liverpool to, if they wanted Pep, they'd say no. And I think if you asked Man City if they wanted Klopp, they'd say no. It's just completely different players. One develops. Really? What? I think both would say yes because they're two of the top managers in the world. No, to he's swap. Saying, he's I mean, for their current swap. Like, their current would swap. you swap them for your swap? Like for oh. example, Klopp's Klopp Klopp develops oh, people. Yeah, no. like, Klopp yeah, no. makes no superstars, way. and Pep, you know, he buys them. But I don't think I he mean, has the backing he, I, from I FSG. Think, I still think like Pep buys good players, but I don't think they're superstars when he buys them. Unless you're talking about Super Jack. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I actually don't think he buys like superstars. He buys players who are like no, but he disposes of them. He does. He doesn't take projects on. Although he actually did with Super Jack. There you go. I mean, I Super. Know. I just, I just think it's he two, it's two totally different types of managers. It, it is. Um, I still think Pep develops players. I don't think you can say that Pep doesn't develop players. I, it is def- different stages of development. I think Man City develops players. I don't know for sure if Pep does. I think he does. Mm, but they buy people they, with a ton of potential. They don't find really people. No, to be fair, they've had players come through their academy. But like I got don't. Rico Lewis, Cole Palmer. I, Rico Lewis looked good. Dude, he's a ball. He looks he's really, be really, really good. good. Um, and, and Foden literally is from the academy. Um, and yeah, I just, Foden. My my thing is, I think there's so few that Man City works with because of the players that are available to them. That yeah. it's hard to put it on Pep. Pep, but, no, Pep but does the, great with the phenomenal players he's given, but I don't know if. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I'm. That's what I mean by like develops players at different stages because like a player could be. 26 or something, he'll still turn them into an even better player. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I think he's That's what I, I think mean. he's great at bringing yeah. the best of the players. Yeah, okay, I, I, think, I guess you uh, I thought you meant, like, youth development, I don't know. No, I wasn't talking youth development. I was talking, like, he gets the most out of every single player he buys, and it's rare that he doesn't. I will close out with... Yeah, what, my, sorry, what was your... Um, I personally, right now, put Pep and Mourinho neck and neck. I love that you love Mourinho so much. I mean, he's a really cool coach, man. I really like. I him. only love Mourinho this much because Mourinho did things with squads that are not up to par with what Pep has done them with, and yeah. I think that needs to be counted it's, for. It's 
it's a lot more satisfying. That, I know you might not, a, you might beautiful. never experience that, but it is a lot that more is, satisfying. Well, actually, Dude, yeah, I was a, a Raptors fan <laughs> on the side. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mourinho won a Champions League with FC Porto. That's wild. That is and, and a bad Inter Milan team. I wouldn't say bad. They were good, but well, they were they not. Weren't. They were not like this year's Man City. No, yeah, like he not. he won it at Porto, and of course not. He won it well, at I mean, Porto, and had to like, like felt like he proved himself, and then went on to Inter, where they were like, "Wow, this guy's like legit. Give him a chance," and did the same thing. Yeah, those are amazing. Feats, it is kind of weird that like pushing onwards, he didn't do the same thing when he got like these great clubs. But I, do, I think it's so hard to take away from the fact that, like, what Pep has done with Holland and De Bruyne and all these others, Mourinho did the same with FC Porto and put them at the top of Europe. That's where I think mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful thing that I'm like, I can't take that away. And it makes the conversation really interesting. Well, then wouldn't that put Saf much higher for you than two? I okay. Here's where I'm gonna throw my hat into this. Um, I think to be like a top manager, you have to consistently perform in Europe, and I don't think Saf did that. And it's I think this, th- th- I think this might be the start of City dominance in the Champions League. And if Pep can keep replicating this, if he wins it two more times, I think he's might be number one. Managers are just like yeah. so hard though, because like what? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Zidane won three in a row, but does anybody have him in his in their top? Well, I mean, do you consider? I mean, I guess we're pushing it back to Ted Lasso because he was mentioning that <laughs> recently. But do you consider the creator of Total Football in Netherlands, Rainus Michaels, who was uh, managed before I was even alive? But he created a whole new style of football, won constant, constant titles with Ajax, won a uh, European Cup. There's so much to it. Where do you mix oh, in the so old with the new? Like also, like who like kind of changed the game and that stuff. Well, like he created he created new football. Yeah. Like where do you who what do you really consider? You have to mix the old with the new. Yeah. Current age, I I have Mourinho and Pep neck and neck with each other. For number one. Yeah. For like number one. Modern, oh, of like the modern. Modern. Yeah. modern. Yeah. I like. Part of me really wants to push Mourinho farther because I There's haven't seen like Pep what, do what Mourinho what did. There's also like what type of football you enjoy. Like I I don't really care for yeah the city football. I don't really care for tiki taka. That's, That's my fair. favorite. I mean, to be fair, I don't care for so. Mourinho's. St- I'm, I, I, I support Romo when it comes Park to that Serie and I don't really care for Mourinho's style, but does Mourinho's style absolutely work and get the job done? Not anymore. Yeah, that's well, going to say it did. I don't know about now. I mean, he's fallen off in his own right, just as I think he's had enough. Um, I think he's been around too long, and I think he, there's been some off-the-pitch troubles that have led him to Roma. <laughs> And even at Roma, I think there have been off-the-pitch troubles. Yeah. You're talking, um, like, behind-the-scenes kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, at Tottenham, they didn't love him. No. At Man United, I, I think there was a bit of a riff. Well, they didn't, yeah. ba- but they didn't back him. I th- Yeah, but exactly. I think Inter and Porto, like, I think he was at, like, the helm. And I think that's why it worked out so well. And I think some other clubs were not really willing to give him that. But anyways, that's a whole another conversation but i think those two at the moment as far as careers go are at the top of modern football as far as managers go it's a cool take 
Thanks. I like it. Yeah. I don't think anybody's right. I don't think anybody's wrong. No, it depends what you like, yeah, and it depends yeah, who you, what, what you value. What you prefer. Yeah. But, uh, and no, we did not mean to discredit Manchester City's treble. It's an incredible achievement. <laughs> they are the best team in the world, and <laughs> it's it'll be cool to see if that can keep continuing because uh, there's a lot of other teams that are coming up. So it should be it should be fun. Yeah, the Premier League is kind of insane right now with how much talent is in that league. So if you're gonna get into soccer, probably next season might be the season to do it. Because yeah. this is Jeez, uh, gonna be like a top seven, dude. It's gonna be wild. Eight Crazy. eight English teams in Europe, so there you go. Unless you want to see Southampton, then you got to go down to the Championship to watch. All right, but nobody <sighs> wants to, and that brings us to the end of another exhilarating episode of the Kickaboo. We hope you've enjoyed diving deep into the soccer world with us today. Remember, the game is full of passion, debate, and endless possibilities. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to us because we're awesome. Oh, what? Our love <laughs> for the right. sport shines right through here. in every episode, and we're grateful to have us on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what is this outro? All right, we uh, we actually want to uh, thank everybody who stays listening. We've been getting a lot more support and feedback, uh, especially from people who aren't even listening to soccer. So shout out Liam Thompson. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay connected with <laughs> the Kickaboot. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast here at the Kickaboot and follow us on our social media. Me at Mike Jose Collins, M I K E J O S E C O L L I N S on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Raptors Vision. Also, listen to my other podcast I do. It's called the Dream Team Podcast. It's a basketball podcast. We talk NBA, we talk Raptors, uh, anything. So yes, give that uh, a unless as you well. want some interesting debate, in which case they won't have oh, uh, actual people debate. on that oh. uh, show. Uh, <laughs> and follow me up unless you don't want to at Ryan Galati one on Twitter. Um, and in case I haven't ruthlessly plugged it enough, let us know on the Twitter what you think and what we can yeah. uh, what we can work on. Give us your takes at the Kickaboot. Just let us know anything you want. Any any just yeah, cr- send us mm-hmm. crazy stuff. We're gonna Why try not? to be more uh, interactive, especially with each other on Twitter. Uh, I'm gonna start posting some betting lines. One's already up today, and we're gonna. I'm going to try to post some for CPL tomorrow. So, well, it'll be Friday. So we'll probably release this tomorrow or Saturday, right? Uh, tomorrow it's going to release. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll put out some odds for some games I like then tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, just thanks for listening. And um, check out my other podcast, too, Cinemates with Jake Schultz <laughs> on the <laughs> I don't on have a Dream Team one. pod. <laughs> anyway, uh, remember, soccer, soccer is a global language that unites fans from all walks of life. So keep kicking the ball around, cheering for your favorite teams, and embracing the beautiful game. Until next time, this is The Kick-A-Boot. We love you.